Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You can wrap this one, my friend, in maroon and white. Ten seconds, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bingo! You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Well, no thunder in the forecast this week, but a whole lot of lightning today. Brian Haydad is out and I'm stepping in. This is Robbie Falk, the other half of Thunder and Lightning on our Thunder and Lightning podcast. I'm here to host Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. We should have a uh, action-packed hour to talk Mississippi State sports here on Super Talk. I want to thank you guys for stopping in today and, and listening. Uh, we had a good conversation for three hours on Sports Talk Mississippi with uh, Richard and Michael Borky talking about signing classes in the state of Mississippi. Big day for Southern Miss, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss inside the state. We're going to break down Mississippi State signing class, and we have a lot of exciting things to talk about on this show today. Zach Arnett's coming up, hopefully, um, in the next segment, and that should be fun. Arnett's had a busy day. He had to finish out his first signing class as head coach at Mississippi State. He had to do several interviews with SEC Network and the local media here, so hopefully he is going to be excited to talk to us tonight here on Thunder and Lightning. Arnett and his staff did an outstanding job, by the way, assembling this recruiting class. Just an impossible situation that Mississippi State had to deal with and the tragic passing of head coach Mike Leach and what has been as newsworthy a two- or three-week period, as I can remember, for Mississippi State. You're talking about the transfer portal. you got guys announcing that they're coming back next season for Mississippi State. You have um, you know, the news that, that Mike Leach had um, suffered a heart attack and um, would later pass away. And just a couple of days later, Mississippi State's naming Zach Arnett the head coach. So it has been a whirlwind of events for Mississippi State over the last couple of weeks. To see them kind of come out on top on signing day was was a feel-good story, I thought. State signing class right now, about what it usually is. They're 26th um, overall, the composite ranking 24th. They're hanging around the top 25, which is usually where they are. But when you dig deeper and you see what Mississippi State was able to do in a week's time to hold this class together, not only hold this class together, but to add pieces to this class that I think were huge, it was really incredible what Zach Arnett and the staff did. And I think you owe credit to everybody on that staff all the way to the off-the-field recruiters, to the people behind the scenes that are doing the graphics, to the people behind the scenes that are setting up visits that are doing all of those things, those are kind of the unsung heroes in this class, but they were a very important piece to this class for Mississippi State. Of course, the the big fish in the class that came through on signing day, Isaac Smith from Itawamba, 
a guy that Mississippi State's been recruiting for months, uh, and even a couple of years now, uh, for that safety position. And the selling point for Isaac Smith was pretty simple. Play for your home state and come compete for playing time right away because he's going to have a, a wide-open safety room to compete. And he has a chance to get on the field right away next year if he comes in and, and handles his business in the spring and into the summer. And that's that's really the, the big thing for him is he's getting a chance to come in early. He's got an opportunity to, to compete right away. And I think that he's going to be a guy that's going to be tough to keep off the field right away. He's that kind of player. And Mississippi State had to fight off Texas A&M, Ole Miss, and especially LSU. That was the biggest competition there at the end for the Bulldogs uh, were the Tigers, and, and State was able to survive that last official visit that Isaac Smith made uh, and were able to get his signature. I thought the thing that was most telling about Isaac Smith was the fact that he was constantly in Starkville. Um, usually you can tell what a player is going to do by their actions, not really what they say in the media, because they're going to tell a lot of people what they like to hear. They're going to be nice. They're going to talk about teams glowingly all across the board. Watch where they're going. Isaac Smith was consistently in Starkville. He was at Mississippi State every home game. He was at State uh, for an official visit and then came back for an unofficial visit the next week. That, to me, was the nail in the coffin for Mississippi State, for lack of a better term there, I guess, of signing Isaac Smith to, to get his signature I thought that last unofficial visit really spoke volumes uh, to get him back on campus. So huge addition. And then you had a guy that, you know, Mississippi State uh, missed out on a uh, junior college offensive lineman, went to Auburn, and their backup plan, so to speak, was a junior college offensive lineman from Kilgore Junior College in Texas. Got offered on Wednesday night, or Tuesday yeah, Tuesday night, and committed to Mississippi State the next day. 6'8", 300 pounds, Leon Bell, who was seriously impressive in his film. If you can if you can go find his film online, really athletic for a guy that size. A player that I think was a, a big-time steal for Mississippi State to be able to get on board. So you got him, you got Isaac Smith. Uh, also had a commitment from Eric Taylor, defensive tackle from Southwest Community College, formerly LSU, and uh, another good piece for Mississippi State to add some depth to that defensive line. But start breaking down the class when you have 16, I think, Mississippi kids in here. This is a old-school Mississippi State class. Really good pieces on the defensive side of the ball from the state of Mississippi. And then you look at the offensive side of the ball, and you pulled in some players from around the southeast that I think are really going to help you win ball games. Creed Whitmore from Gainesville, Florida, flipped from Florida, his hometown team, to Mississippi State earlier this year. Chris Parson, the unquestioned leader of this class at quarterback, I think is going to really make a difference for the Bulldogs moving forward at quarterback and, and changes what you think an air raid quarterback is, and now we don't really know where Mississippi State is going to go uh, with the offense under Zach Arnett, but I feel like Chris Parson is a guy that can be kind of a Swiss Army knife. He can do just about anything for you, so I think whatever offense you, you have could fit what he does. 
You had other pieces. Justin Brown, I'm really excited about him. Wide receiver out of Tennessee. Physical guy. Nikai Poole from Norcross, Georgia. Another physical receiver. Just a really solid class from Mississippi State, top to bottom. Not one that's going to make signing day headlines, but I can promise you it is an impressive feat for Mississippi State to be able to keep this thing together and also add pieces to it with what they had happened over the last week. And the only guy that they quote-unquote lost in this class was offensive lineman Joe Crocker, who had been committed for a while, and I think the everything that had happened with Mike Leach and all that, I think he was just, it seemed like he was a little uh, wary of of the direction of the program, but he was the only one that, that really jumped off the boat there. Mississippi State kept everybody intact in this class, and they still have a chance to add some pieces in the uh, transfer portal as well. So just a, a uh, excellent job by Zach Arnett in this coaching staff. And like I said, it, it goes beyond just the, the coaches that are out on the road recruiting. I mean, those guys did a tremendous job as well. But it's top to bottom. It's everybody getting on board and realizing that they had to keep this thing together. And I think you, you definitely owe some credit to the players, too. I mean, for trusting in this staff. Chris Parson had mentioned that he had told all the recruits, hey, we're, we're Mike Leach's last class. We got a chance to, to really make a statement here. And that's basically what they do. I mean, this, this group had a lot of pride in playing for Mike Leach, and they have a lot of pride in being considered his last uh, signing class. Uh, and just really solid across the board. I, I love the secondary group that uh, Darcel McBath and, and Tony Hughes and those guys have and Zach Arnett with his defense. It's just uh, it's really solid top to bottom, and they, they really fill needs across the board. So uh, if you're a State fan, I think that uh, you got to be excited about what you got here out of your uh, signing class. And hopefully we can hear from Zach Arnett here shortly uh, to give us some thoughts on that signing class. Arnett talked to the media earlier today. We're going to get some thoughts from him after the break, hopefully, and uh, get his thoughts on his first signing class and the direction of Mississippi State now under his leadership. So should be a really exciting conversation with Zach Arnett. All right. We will be back in just a little bit. This is Thunder and Lightning Live on Super Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Back here on Thunder and Lightning Live. Robbie Falk here sitting in for Brian Haydad tonight. We got a very special guest on with us, and we're not going to uh to to keep him hanging around too much. I know that uh Coach Arnett's had a busy day. 
obviously, uh, with signing day and all that. Zach, appreciate you joining us here today. And I, I kind of want to start with just what this entire week, the last week, has, has been like for you and your staff. I mean, it's just been a really wild ride for you guys. And, I mean, of course, you had the, the tragic situation with Coach Leach. You're thrust into the head coaching position. you got to get your staff together. you got to sign a signing class in one week. I mean, how have you felt like you and your staff have, have handled all of this and, and being able to, to steady the ship a little bit? Yeah, first and foremost, thanks for having me. Um, it has been a, a heck of a week, to say the least. Um, you know, I don't quite have quite the vocabulary. I'm not as well read as Coach Leach, Leach was, and so I'm not sure I figured out exactly the right word uh, to, to properly describe it. But um, hectic, to say the least. Uh, I can't I can't credit our coaches and the entire staff within the program, you know, the recruiting staff, everyone enough for the job the job they've done. Um, obviously, it could have went one of two ways after the infinite news about Coach Coach Leach. Uh, we had a very good class committed at the time, and uh, the fact that I think almost every single one of those guys signed with us today. Uh, speaks to the efforts of the coaching staff, the recruiting department, uh, the players in our locker room who developed a relationship with those guys. Uh, ex- extremely proud of our program today. You spent a lot of time as a you know a young coach coming up under two great legendary coaches, Coach Rocky Long, obviously, and, and Coach Leach too. Three years under under Coach Leach, several years I think around a decade or so under Coach Long. I mean. What have you learned from those two that have helped you prepare for this position? Oh, um, we don't have enough time in this interview to to go over all that I've I've, I've learned from them. I, I do know that these last three years are uh, have been incredibly valuable to me in my development as a coach. Uh, to get to spend time under Coach Leach, um, see a different way of doing things, although very similar to the. the to my the previous head coach I worked for, uh, different approaches as well. Uh, I got a I got a little document uh, that Coach Leach handed out, and it goes over with us as a staff once a year, uh, kind of his coaching manifesto. But the different bullet points in there, the ability to take complex ideas and boil them down into short, simple to understand uh, philosophies. I'm a, I'm going to cherish and lean on that document, you know, for the rest of my professional career and also in my personal life. I was a, a tremendous man and leader, and I'm very, very thankful and blessed for the opportunities I had to spend time under him and, and hopefully soak in some of his wisdom. Moving over to this signing class, Coach, I mean, it was an incredibly difficult situation having to hold this, this signing class together, and you know, with the transfer portal and NIL, I mean, it's so easy for guys to jump off uh, the bandwagon now. How are you guys able to hold this together in, in, in just a week's time? I mean, I know it, it was a lot more than that because you built those relationships, but how did you feel like your staff was able to, to maintain those relationships and keep everybody on board for the most part? Well, yeah, I think it's just what you mentioned. Obviously, this has not been a 10-day you know, ten, ten process. Uh, Coach has been recruiting a lot of these guys for a year, two years. Um, we've had multiple interactions with them through junior days, unofficial visits on campus, official visits, 
So obviously, deep relationships are are developed between uh, coaches, recruiting staff, and and the recruits. But the other thing is also the the players in your locker room get to know these guys, and they become friends. And um, you know, it's those relationships that help helped retain this class as well. And so uh, I think it also speaks to the to the kind of guys we targeted. I mean, we obviously targeted the right guys. We found guys who who fit Mississippi State and wanted to be wanted to be part of this program here for a lot of reasons, you know, um, whether the academics, uh, location, see relationships with coaches, relationships with players, and so you know, the last ten days have really been just be about reinforce reinforcing and reaffirming all those different reasons that these recruits wanted to be at Mississippi State and wanted to be part of this program, and obviously today paid off and. Uh, showed the fruits of our labor. Uh, one of those guys that seemed to really fit what you were talking about uh, with the location and just the the fit as a whole as a player was Isaac Smith. And coming from right down the road in Fulton, um, a guy that's a hard-nosed football player and a Mississippi guy through and through, he was a, a guy that you know, I, I talk about you know, following the visits, and you can always tell a good bit about what – where a player's leaning by, where they're going. And he was in Starkville just about every weekend that you had a football game, I think every home football game, and had a couple of visits after the season as well. Tell me a little bit about how y'all were able to uh, snag him from some of those uh, big-name teams and also what he adds to the defense moving forward. Yeah, um, I just think Isaac recognized that, you know, he, he fit our locker room. He, we got a whole bunch of guys in the program who are, you know, he knows really well. Obviously, being an in-state kid, uh, got several guys from that Tupelo area already part of the team. But I just think he went, yeah, man, when I get around these guys, this feels like home. These are these are my kind of guys. And uh, you talk about other other you know big name teams. Well, we're a big name team too now. Uh, you know, so I think he recognized that. He could play as good a football as anywhere in the country right here, staying at home and being part of this program. And then you add into that the, the relationships that the different coaches built. You know, his, his area recruiter, Matt Brock, uh, guys in the, in the recruiting department, you know, Rod Gibson would be one of them, uh, Coach Tony Hughes, and the secondary coaches, longtime recruiter in Mississippi. I mean, uh, I think you just take in, you, you take into account all of that and, he made the decision that this was the best place for him and his future. And uh, obviously we think he made the right decision. And uh, he's going to be an early enrollee, so he'll get to go through spring ball with us. And I think he's going to really bring a, a physicality physicality to our secondary. I think we got the perfect position in the defense for him. Um And I'm just looking forward to getting to work with him on a daily basis and watch him continue to grow and develop as a player. He's one of several guys in this class that have that, uh, you know, it's a typical Mississippi State class, heavy influence in state, a lot of those um, defensive guys, highly projectable, um, talented players that end up, a lot of times they end up doing really big things, going to the NFL, doing big things there. How important is the influence of the state of Mississippi and, and what y'all do as a as a staff and 
how much emphasis do you put in to recruiting the state and making sure that's kind of the cornerstone of this of the uh, roster? It's the number one emphasis. Obviously, if there's a staff here who is uh, dumb enough or naive enough to think that th- that you shouldn't put your most effort in recruiting the state, well, then that that staff doesn't need to be here very long. Uh, we're incredibly proud. We signed 12 of the top 25 rated players in the state of Mississippi. That's more than any other school inside this state. That included two of the top five ranked players and four of the top ten. And so uh, that is always going to be our priority number one when we, when we go about evaluating the next the next recruiting class is there are there are football players in this state who are as talented and have more potential than anywhere else in the state. And that is reflected in the NFL Hall of Fame, on Pro Bowl teams. You see it in NFL in the NFL right now in contract values. There are as good or better football players in this state who play high school football, play junior college football here in the state. There's as good or better players than anywhere in the country. And we would be foolish not to prioritize them above everything else when we go about starting to build a class. You seem to really enjoy recruiting, but I know you're a football guy at heart. You like to get out there and, and, and coach and, and watch guys flying around, so I'm sure you've enjoyed getting back to work with your team uh, in bowl camp. I mean, how excited is this staff and these players to play in this ball game um, on, on January 2nd and get a chance to go back out there one more time with their teammates? Yeah, like you said, we're football guys. I mean, that's why you get into coaching. That's why you, that's why you choose to play college football. You enjoy you enjoy getting out there and, and going to work on a practice field every day. You enjoy being with your teammates, uh, the players on your team, and you enjoy competing. And obviously we get one more opportunity to do that. Uh, this season is not over. Our work is not done. Um, we feel the best way. We feel the best way to honor Coach Leach because it's what he would want us to do would be locked in and, and prepare for this game and go out there and, and compete. And we get we get to go against and share the field with a, with a great opponent in Illinois. We know they got to they got, they have something to say about the outcome of the game too, and so they're going to be well prepared. They play the game the right way. Coach Bielum does a tremendous job, and we are excited and honored to share the field with them. Coach Zach Arnett, thank you so much for joining us. I know you've been a busy man today. Uh, good luck to you guys going to the bowl game. Thank you very much. Hail State. All right, guys, we'll be right back. This is Thunder Lightning Live on Super Talk Mississippi. Thunder and Lightning. On Super Talk Mississippi. You called down the thunder, well now you've got it. Thunder and lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. You just got lightning this week, Brian. Hey, Dad is out on vacation with his family, wishing him the best. Just happened to leave on the one of the most important days and weeks of the year, but that's okay. We're here to uh, to keep you covered. Robbie Falk here, and I got my co-worker, Paula Jones from 247 Sports, in the studio with me. We had a good conversation with Zach Arnett uh, before this. And uh, a reminder, this will be on the uh, Thunder and Lightning podcast feed. If you missed that conversation with Zach Arnett, that will be on the Thunder and Lightning podcast feed later for you to check out. So uh, no worries there. Paul, uh, 
You've been doing this a long time. We talked about this earlier in the day. Is this the easiest signing day we've ever experienced? I think from a, a timing standpoint, it was. I mean, it was pretty much done once Isaac Smith made his decision, I guess, around 1130. Everybody was in. Um, there was a couple signees they didn't announce, Jalen Abram, the, the Australian punter, Keelan Crimmins. But we knew they were in, so everything was done by lunch. But I think what put this over the top, Robbie, for me personally, and, of course, they all run together at my age, but – Yes, it was the smoothest one, and, you know, I think back to when Joe Moorhead was fired. Uh, that was a smooth class before he got fired, and then obviously they had to hold on to him. But what stuck out to me about today was the additions. Like, not only did you hold on to every commitment but one, but you added a four-star offensive lineman and Leon Bell. You added a four-star safety in Isaac Smith. And then you got a high three-star JUCO defensive end in Eric Taylor. So when you combine the smoothness of the day, no drama. Uh, we you know we had some people worried about Kelly Jones because there was a lull there where they had a lot of signees, and then there was only a handful of left. And people were like, they knew Ole Miss had been going after him, but you know sometimes it's as simple as a kid didn't wake up early. You know they're out of school. You know probably slept in a little late. No big deal, but. Uh, when you combine the fact of how smooth it was, no drama, and the additions they had today, it was probably one of the most successful days I've seen for them. Yeah, I think state fans were were thinking that, you know, it was deja vu all over again. Ole Miss was going to come in and, and grab Kelly Jones, but turned out to be no drama um, there. So Chris Parson was the first signee in the class, which was, to me, just poetic that uh, the guy that's pretty much the leader of this group was the first guy to, to jump on board on signing day. What what do you feel like he adds to this football team moving forward? Well, you know, it didn't take me long once I get started to get to know Chris and his family. First thing that sticks out to me is how many – I mean, this is – he plays high school football in Tennessee. He actually played in Texas one year. But for all intents and purposes, this is a Mississippi kid. I mean, his grandparents are in Starville. His dad went to Mississippi State. His wife's from his mother grew up in Starville. Um, his dad's on the coast. Knows so many former players in Mississippi State, and you know this guy's got so many roots in this state. But very mature kid, well beyond his years. Years, and you know, I know it's easy to make the comparison, and I'm not talking from a talent standpoint, but. He has that it factor. He has those Dak Prescott leadership qualities that we saw from Dak in high school. And it's something you can spot pretty easily. Um, you know, it wasn't just Chris, though, in this class, in my opinion. A lot of maturity shown today by these guys because it would have been easy for a lot of them to waver. And I think Chris and, and Creed Whittemore and several others in this class did a good job of keeping everybody together. And, uh, you know, they made a point to honor Mike Leach. They're his last class. Uh, they, they made that a selling point to everybody to keep them together. But, uh, you know, Chris's talent on the field speaks for himself, too. Obviously, he'll, uh, he should be good to go in the spring. He had a, an injury his senior year that kept him out for, I think, the latter half of that senior season. But, uh, you couldn't ask for a better leader. And, 
you know, some of these guys are in a situation, well, all of these guys are in a situation, you never experienced anything like this before. You know, it's one thing to go through a coaching change where your head coach got fired or your position coach left for another school, but Mike Leach passed away, and, and there was a lot of uncertainty there with these guys for a few days. Thankfully, Mississippi State acted quick, promoted Zach Arnett, and I thought that was the best move they could make and maybe the only move they could make because – had they gone through a full-fledged coaching search today, doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. I think it, I think the whole class blows up. To be honest with you, I think those relationships were uh, key in keeping this group together. We discussed Isaac Smith a little bit, and um, you know you got a defensive-minded coach now in Zach Arnett that I think really gets it. And he discussed in the previous segment just how big of a deal recruiting the state of Mississippi is, and he said, you know, if you if you're coaching this position at Mississippi State and you're not utilizing the talent here, then you're you shouldn't be in that position. Um and again, I mean you look at this this uh defensive class, and I like the offensive class too, but the defensive class is your typical Mississippi defensive guys that have that high ceiling. You feel like you get them in the weight room after a couple years of development, those guys are they got some NFL potential. I mean, I look at Kelly Jones I I would not be shocked in the least if in three or four years we're looking at him playing in the NFL. Um, you know, Gabe Moore has such a high ceiling. I think I really liked what we saw this year from um, uh, Tobias Hinton and Zachary Tillman and and those guys as well. Joseph Head, we were really impressed with him at Top Dog Camp. What's your Thoughts on the defensive class that they assembled and kind of what their impact can be at Mississippi State? Well, you know, Zach kind of touched on that in the press conference, too. I asked him about the, the talent in the state. And, you know, there's years that Mississippi State has to go out of state for a quarterback. Uh, some years the, the state is loaded with receivers. Some years it's kind of bare. Uh, I think we saw that this year in the state. You had Aiden Williams and, and, and not, many, not many other D1-type Definitely power five tight receivers in the class. Um, usually has good running backs. You usually have to go out of state to fill out your offensive line needs. But you can make a killing in Mississippi on the defensive side of the football. And safeties, corners, D-line, linebackers, it, it's all there. And, and, and you see some of the best safeties and linebackers, I mean safeties and corners, come out of this state for one major reason, and we touched on that today with Zach Arnett at the press conference. Your best football players in this state go both ways. And and you look at what Kelly Jones did on offense this year. You look what Isaac Smith did on offense this year. You look what Ty Jones did at running back this year. These guys have, have developed good ball skills that helped them so much on defense, and, and it helps their mentality to know both sides of the ball because they know what they're looking for on either side of the football. But, uh, man, you can – we haven't seen – it's been a steady group, solid group of, of SEC type of defensive players. Now, we haven't hit that Chris Jones, Jeffrey Simmons. It's been a minute since we hit that string, and, and I'm not sure if we ever see that again. I think that was – Maybe a once-in-a-generation type of string there with those guys. But, you know, Travion Williams, last year's class, there's always going to be a lot of SEC defensive football players, and, and that's why it's so tough, one, to keep them here because you got everybody else in the SEC after them. And, you know, we touched on Isaac Smith. 
I mean, that's a guy that they had to fight off Blue Bloods for, and and a guy that was actually a legacy at Ole Miss, and and a guy that everybody wanted, um, but persistence paid off with him. And, and, you know, like you mentioned earlier, that's a guy with their situation, he may be in, with with their situation and safety going into next year, he may have been their most important recruit in the last two or three classes. Yeah. Um, Arnett did not like the fact that I said that State beat out some big names for Isaac Smith. He considers Mississippi State a big name, too. <laughs> You're never safe with Zach and whatever you ask. Um, we got about a minute and a half left. There's some good out-of-state guys, too. Kareem Whitmore I thought was a huge Field pickup. Right. Justin Brown was a really big pickup as well. I, I love the cornerbacks that they got, uh, Luke Evans and Bryce Pollock. Hey, what, what have you seen from those guys? Well, you, you've seen that change ever since Darcel McBath got here. He wants long corners, uh, and he's done a good job of that. It started off with the Camryon Richardson. Um, you know, he doesn't have quite the height, but Davian Collins has a good length. You've seen that this year, obviously, with, with Pollock and Luke Evans. And, you know, when you look at the whole roster, this was a very important year for Mississippi State's cornerbacks and safeties. They had to lay the foundation again. They had to build that up because if you look at what they've got right now is safety, not so much cornerback. Cornerback's been true recruiting. The safeties room has been transfer portals, putting it together, filling in the gaps, and they're probably going to have to do that again this year too. But, uh, man, that cornerback, it, we'll see how they play in college and we'll see how they develop. But when you talk Kelly Jones, Bryce Pollock, Luke Evans, the two transfers you added from, from Power 5 programs, it, it has a chance to be one of the best cornerback classes in a while. Really good class from Mississippi State. Great job by Zach Arnett. Great job by Paul Jones covering this recruiting class, too. You can find him at 247sports.com. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after this. This is Thunder and Lightning Live on Super Talk Mississippi. Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. I am absolutely and completely thunderstruck. Final segment here. On Thunder and Lightning Live, Super Talk Mississippi. I appreciate you guys for hanging on. Man, I don't know how Haydad does this uh, every week. Four hours of radio. I know sometimes he gets into some coughing fits. I've been dealing with a little bit of a a cold the last couple of days. I was a little nervous heading into this, but it's been a little taxing. But I appreciate Brian for letting me. Uh, talk to you guys for for an hour on here, and also for uh, Richard and Borky for letting me hang on and hang out with them on uh, Sports Talk Mississippi. Great conversation with Zach Arnett. Great conversation with Paul Jones here today, kind of breaking down the recruiting class for Mississippi State and also for Zach Arnett just handling the last week. And I thought that he and his staff just did a phenomenal job of that. That that's if that's a glimpse of what you're going to get out of Zach Arnett and his staff here at Mississippi State, I think 
Bulldog fans can get excited. I think the main thing about Zach Arnett that really strikes me is he's a Mississippi guy, but he's not a Mississippi guy. He's he's from New Mexico. He's from a totally different part of the country, a place that Chris Jans would tell you is completely different uh, than than the state of Mississippi. But at the same time, he gets it. He gets what's important to people here. And I think he really enjoys it here. And I thought he had a good remark earlier in the day talking to the MSU media about how uh, you know he's forever indebted to this university. I think it means something to him to have this head coaching position, not just being a head coach in college football, but to do it here. Mississippi State has really given him a lot of opportunities since he's been here. I thought that Mike Leach did a great job of just letting him be free on the defensive side of the ball. He didn't really pester him. He was never in his business on that side of the ball. He let Zach handle it. And I think that's going to be really big for Mississippi State because Zach Arnett was used to handling his side of the ball and and controlling that side. Uh, now, it's, there's obviously a whole lot more to control when you're the head coach, but he's got at least a little bit of experience handling his own business, and he's done a really good job at that. Uh, before we leave, I just I really wanted to comment on the job that Mississippi State did yesterday on Tuesday at the Mike Leach Memorial Service. I thought it was just incredibly well done. A lot of people have been asking where you can watch a replay of that. Should be on the Watch ESPN app. If you go to Watch ESPN, I watched a little bit of it back last night, um, and you can find the uh, the video on there. Basically, I think you just go back to the the date and scroll down, and you can find the on-demand part of that. But it was just it was phenomenal. I thought everything Mississippi State did with it was just first class. Down to the you know you walk in and they're playing Mike Leach's playlist. You got a little Eagles in there, a little CCR, uh, Willie Nelson. It was exactly what I expected Mike Leach to be listening to uh, on his Spotify every now and then, and uh, I think it was just a great celebration of life, a great tribute to Mike Leach. We saw just a who's who of coaches and players there. We saw Cliff Kingsbury. We saw Dana Holgerson, uh, Lincoln Riley, Hal Mummy, Bob Stoops, and some of those guys got up there and spoke on Mike Leach and kind of what he meant to them. Uh, I thought the players were great. Gardner Minshew got up there and, and discussed his relationship with Mike Leach, which I think there couldn't be a better couple than those two. Mike Leach and Gardner Minshew uh, do not care what anybody thinks about them. Uh, they're going to do things their way, and I think that's something that really um, that Gardner Minshew respected about Mike Leach, and I think they had a special relationship. And now on Saturday, Gardner Minshew is going to be starting for the Philadelphia Eagles. And as he mentioned the other day, he doesn't have that opportunity if he doesn't go play for Michael Leach. He's probably coaching at Alabama. He was planning to go to Alabama, walk on there, and start his coaching career. So he owes a, a lot to Mike Leach. I thought Will Rogers and Buki Watson were good. Gabe Marks was phenomenal from Washington State. It seemed like Mike Leach was almost like a father to him, and that was just a really touching tribute. I loved hearing uh, how Mummy tell stories about how they really started the air raid and uh, their recruiting trips and things like that. So just a, a really, really touching ceremony. 
Um, and it was something that I think uh, everybody enjoyed that was in attendance, whether it be players, coaches, or fans, everybody enjoyed it. I think we really learned more than we even knew about Mike Leach over the last couple of weeks. He was a, a coach that everybody respected what he had done in the coaching profession, but with the stories that came out and things like that, I mean, that was what really set him apart. And I, the respect that he garnered, even at his passing, was uh, just unbelievable. So rest in peace, Mike Leach. It was a joy being able to cover at least three years of uh, your incredible career, and uh, I appreciate the time that I got to be around him. All right, guys, we're going to let you uh, get on out of here. Merry Christmas to you guys, and stay warm. we got a big cold front moving in tomorrow, so you guys stay warm out there. Have a Merry Christmas. Thanks for putting up with me for an hour. This has been Thunder and Lightning Live on Super Talk Mississippi. We'll see you later. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.